talks to me, Dragonite is hot. I don't really understand the meaning. Welcome, my chicka chicka sticker. Drop so hot, you gotta get sticky. Rhyme so tight, never sing flat. Rap sounds weak, let's welcome. Um, yeah, uh, this is my. Hello, this is Sue Simpson on the Stu Simpson Show, talking to my friend Martin Miller from There Might Be Sexy Lizards, all about the rap game and a little bit of comedy and how we come to be in Hadrian's Union. Here is my conversation with Matt. It was wicked. You get me, bruv. I kiss my teeth at you, extra, extra, read all about it in the Hello, Matt Miller, and welcome to the Stu Simpson Show. I was going to say the Hadrian's Union Show. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah. Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Well, well, we keep, we do keep in touch, and we have kept in touch throughout most of the yeah. pandemic. We've even made music together, and today, yeah, tons of it. Yeah, it's been great fun. If you don't know, Matt, Matt is the the guitarist in Hadrian's Union. I was going to say the new guitarist, but it's been a bit of a weird time shift thing because of like pandemic and lockdown and all that sort of stuff. By now, we should be up and down the country being famous Hadrian's Union musicians. Yeah, it's quite funny that I've already been in the band a year now and we haven't had a single gig. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not, well, that wasn't the intended plan. <laughs> no, all. not at all. <laughs> Welcome to the band. I'm sorry we're not going to gig for two years or whatever. Yeah. So, great, um, time, great time to join a band on my great time, Yeah, absolutely. We have released music before even playing yeah. a gig, which is unprecedented for me. And, and for, I think for a lot of bands as well, most bands at least have one gig before they release music. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even get to like try it out. Just uh, recorded it, put it out there. I yeah, hope which, you liked it. That brings me to the music that you and I have created together in They Might Be Sexy Lizards. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a, an odd thing about the pandemic and the stuff which has come from it. Uh, how do you feel about They Might Be Sexy Lizards? Did it come about, I think, did you ask me for a beat or I sent you like a beat of like a rap beat or something? And you had you had some lyrics that sort of paired quite well with it. It was something like that. And, and, and so... Um, the first one was called, what was it? Inside You Are My Friend. Oh, yeah, Inside You Are My Friend. a lockdown sort of theme song. This was like maybe April, May time or something. Mm. Um, this was the first lockdown. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, lockdown number one. All all those months ago. It's just a nice little funny side project we've got going, isn't it? It's, um, it's sort of evolved into this uh, experimental kind of rap-based beat-centric sort of side project that's very different from uh, anything... In Hadrian's Union. Yeah, very, very different. Well, one for Robin and Saul, both that aren't massive fans of rap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Greg, but I don't think they like rap very much. But you and I do, so we can we can do our own thing when... Uh, when yeah, when, yeah, we've, we've branched off a little bit there. And have you been into that for a long time? I think maybe when I was 16 or 15, 16, is sort of when I got into Eminem. So fairly late mm. in life. I think he... That was about 2013. And he released uh, the Marshall Mathers LP 2, which is the sequel to obviously his big... Mm. Uh, Marshall Mathers LP album um, and that was the first proper Eminem album I bought uh, and before that I wasn't super into rap either I was like I mean I claim to be a metalhead but like Green Day was my favorite band so it's, it wasn't punk. the heaviest it's, things yeah. <laughs> just like sort of punk uh, rock metal that sort of thing punk and pop. That sort of, yeah yeah pop punk so Eminem is sort of the my uh, what do you call it the gateway drug into rap and then it just sort of sprang from there. And then I got into all sorts of new stuff. Uh, Childish Gambino is otherwise known as Donald Glover. Uh, if anyone's seen Community. <gasps> I've or, just started uh, watching it. It's amazing. Yeah. You know Troy from Community? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a rap career. No, I had no yeah. idea. That's it's awesome. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you need to check it out. It's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, he's again, he's one of the first rappers I got into uh, from like watching Community. Mm. 
um, because the internet, his album is a good place to start. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, he's just got this super cool experimental sound to it. Like each album is completely different from the last. He just moves on. He's got, he went from hip hop to like funk. Uh, his latest one was super like avant-garde experimental. No one knows what he's going to do next. So like so, Slim Shady's got um, oh, Eminem and his other personality is Slim Shady. And you've got Dougie J. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Dougie J. So that is that came from my love of rap and wanting to make some rap music, but being a bit too white to pass it off as serious stuff just yet. Well, um, Vanilla Ice did a good win with that, though. It came from, uh, I had an old sketch channel with uh, a friend from school, Joe, called Damn It I Lost, which we actually f- officially ended recently. Um, and it came from a, a, a character from a sketch in that. And then I thought I'd, I'd start using that as a vessel for putting music out into the world. So the, the gimmick started of, of it being, you know, he's a really bad rapper, but he's unironically claiming that he's the best rapper of all time. But now it's kind of metamorphosized into me actually trying to make good rap music with like a funny sort of twist to it. So where can people hear Dougie J? Spotify. Uh, that was exciting when I first found out how you could put stuff on Spotify. Um, just under Dougie J or SoundCloud Dougie J, or you can go to my YouTube channel, Party of Two Productions, and there's music videos and all sorts on there. And so you produce this all yourself. You do, do you do this at home in, in your studio? And you make videos as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, it's all it's all me. Uh, Logic Pro is my tool of choice. And it's sort of, if I mean, if you listen from the start, you can sort of hear that uh, I've kind of been learning as I go. You know, the older stuff, I didn't really do much editing to it. It's very sort of, um, you know, the low end is very bassy. It's sort of <laughs> a bit muddy in the production, but the, the newer stuff is a bit more crisp and clean. So where do you see this rap comedy career going? Do you want to go and like, take it to comedy clubs? Yeah, yeah, at some point. I'd love to do it live. I've done, I did a couple of open mic nights at university in character and people loved it. So yeah, I'd love to, I think people like that kind of the wacky comedy uh, rap stuff. I think it's, you know, fairly popular. Things like, things like The Lonely Island. Watsky's quite a, he's got quite a sort of gimmicky, funny vibe to him. Watsky. Watsky, yeah. He's uh, he's from, from a YouTube background. Inform this forty-two-year-old man about what's going on in the in the comedy rap world. Because Lonely Island, I know because of Robin weirdly because he's like the, the song with Michael Bolton. It's amazing, and he so he put me onto the yeah. whole uh, what's uh, Captain Jack. <laughs> yes, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that one. I'm, I'm diverting, but I went to see Eminem back in. It was probably around 2013. Huge tour. 50, 50 Cent was supposed to be oh, on yeah. it. Cypress Hill. My God, Cypress Hill. And that mm. took me me back to, to my youth and, yeah. uh, and and going like back in the day. So I've got a couple of mixed up questions there. So are you looking back at any old rap? Like, I mean, you've you got Weird Al Yankovic in, uh, in Amish Paradise, for example. So Yeah, of course. Is there any um, sort of the old rappers that you're into? Yeah, you know, it's I've only sort of recently been searching back into the old stuff that's like where it's all come from, Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and like Wu-Tang Clan and all the uh, the classics there. So it's only actually recently that I've kind of delved into that stuff. And then at the same time, kind of following all the, the new rappers that are emerging and have been doing uh, really interesting stuff. I think hip hop's in a really good place at the minute in terms of it's super popular, but it's also... It, it moves so fast that like there's a new shoves genre of it like every few months 
emerging. There's like this this whole trap thing at the minute. I thought Trap had died. I thought I thought Trap was over. I think it probably is at this point. It's sort of turned into kind of emo rap now at this point. Juice World, uh, who sadly pa- passed away last year, but he uh, got me onto the trap thing. I do like a trap beat, and an interesting trap. It's one of the subgenres, I suppose, of hip hop, which re- which I read like because of the clothing and um, and there's just the ideals around it. There's chap hop, but with um, chap hop. Do you know chap hop? I don't know if I know that. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer. Right. No? Oh, he's, oh wow. No, I'm, 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 like, I'm educating the youth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's brilliant. He's so, and he's got a mustache not too dissimilar to mine. Uh, and also Pro- Professor Elemental. So these are two very English rappers. Um, and they're just, they're really good fun. But they take comedy and sort of serious rap subjects and the, the mashup old sounds, like all sort of like Victoriana type of sounds. Oh, um, cool. and, but also, but Miss Professor Elemental kind of takes in sci-fi elements as well. So he's got, he's got like a fictional butler called Jeffrey, who's an ape. Right. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. I'll have to check those out, yeah. They're really good fun. Have you got any idea where you might want it to go in the future? Or are you just going to just let it happen? Yeah, it's just a case of kind of coming up with stuff at the time and whatever I feel. I think the beauty of it is the low pressure of it, of I'm just kind of doing it online. I'm not, it's not a job. I'm not getting, I mean, obviously I'd love to get paid for it, but I'm not sadly. Um, but you know, it's it's low pressure. I'm just putting out whatever I want. Um, there's, a few, there's a few people that enjoy it. Um, but I do have, sort of plans for where I want the the themes of the music to go. There's sort of an underlying narrative to the Dookie J stuff anyway. Mm. So there's there's sort of a vague plan in that sense, but musically it's sort of whatever I'm feeling at the time. I'll like I'll like end up listening to some new album or a new song or or whatever and be like, oh I wanna I wanna do that. I wanna try and do something like that. Like if they've sampled something or there's a new sort of type of beat on it or something, I'll be like, oh I wanna like try, see if I can do that as well. So what samples have you used in the past? Um, I try to be careful because you have to get a lot of that stuff like cleared, don't you? So it's very much the I have to make sure it's like royalty free or something. Uh, I use Splice, the website. That's quite good. It's, it costs a little bit of money every month, but you get all sorts of sounds. So it's things just just beats and just occasionally like little snippets of choir sounds or synth sounds, synth loops, things like that. Yeah, lots but, of strings. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, strings is a good one. You've just released a was the Easter single. Was I did it? the Easter single. Yeah, there's not enough Easter songs. I thought it's called "Hop to It." Uh, open bracket like a bunny. Close bracket. Uh, I can't believe you. I can't believe you missed the hip hop connection. I know. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even think of that. Hip hop. Hip hop bunny. Come on. I got, I got, I got every, <laughs> every other every other Easter related rap joke in there. Not hip hop. <laughs> yeah. And where did you come up with Dougie's look? Was it just what you had in your wardrobe? Honestly, yeah, I think that's how we did characters back then. Uh, when we were making those old YouTube videos, it was just throwing a different jumper and maybe a hat or a. Uh, so he has a jumper and a shirt and glasses, is his look. And it's those old three D glasses you got from the cinema. I think they're different now, um, but it's like the old design. It says like real three D on the side still, no lenses in them. And uh, so yeah, it, it was literally it was cobbled together on the day, and now it's become this like his signature look for like the last four or five years i think i've got about six pairs of those glasses so if you ever want to do a yeah. music video where you've got like six <laughs> versions of dougie i can i can the, the yours oh, perfect. yeah <laughs> if i do like a clone video yeah 
Tell me about your background. I like that. Tell me about where you started because you ended up in Hadrian Union kind of by accident yeah. because the whole thing with fiddlers and just and I just kind of had enough of the fiddle sound and I wanted things to move forward within Hadrian Union. Uh, and, I, and I'd forgotten that you supported Hadrian Union in the beginning. And then you yeah. were in the band, you're like, oh yeah, you're on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got like a little history with you already. Yeah. Um, so it was, I started learning guitar when I was... I think about 14 or 15, uh, with the very talented Ben Draper, who we both know, got involved in Music on the Mar. Um, and that's so sort of people thing. listening, Music on the Mar is a small festival in the village Castle Carrick where I live, put on by my partner. And I used to do the uh, the MCing, not not the <laughs> not that sort of MCing, but the yeah, uh, you get, get on stage and rap. Absolutely. In the church as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we first initially met, and I introduced you when you were performing with Ben. Yes, exactly. So we did that, uh, I think, for about four... I think we did it four times. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and so various other gigs as well. And one of those happened to be uh, supporting an earlier iteration of Hadra's Union, which ended up in uh, the Carlisle Living magazine, which I then found a copy of just after I joined you guys. And like, yeah, and so sent to you like, oh, look at this, like five years ago, who would have thought I'd be in like, the band now? What the, what the actual? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very bizarre. So, but before that, why, why did you pick up the guitar if you were like, well, in, were you into rap before you picked up the guitar? Or did you pick up the guitar before you got into rap or? Guitar was definitely first because I was very much a uh, sort of rock head. Um, as I said, my favorite band was Green Day, still is Green Day. Um, so I was super into them as a kid and I sort of, I always cite them as kind of the reason I wanted to learn guitar. I wanted to play like American Idiot and play along with it. So that's sort of where that came from. So it sort of started with electric and then I sort of moved on to acoustic. And then the stuff that me and Ben were doing was, um, a lot of covers of, uh, Rodrigo and Gabriela, which are, uh, I think Mexican or Spanish. Oh, they're Spanish. I think, I think Spanish. Spanish. I think they're Spanish. Yeah. Anyway, sort of flamenco type, uh, guitar-y, fiddly sort of stuff. It's astonishing. It was, um, yeah, it's really great stuff. It's super cool. And when so you, pl- you you played it, you were about 14. I was just like, I'm like <laughs> twice his age and he's already playing the guitar better than I'm saying I I love him, but I hate him. <laughs> he's too good. It's too good. So if you like rap and the acoustic guitar, what do you feel about Ed Sheeran? Honestly, I'm not that much of a fan of Ed Sheeran. I think I like what he's doing in, in terms of when he started out, it was very much him and it was very much sort of a honest kind of music. Hmm. But I think, I don't know, I think lately is a bit too, I think I'll get burnt out on his songs. Like when you hear Shape of You again and again, like still. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's such a radio single that you get sick of it. I really like the first album. There was actually, especially there's one song on it. Now I'm in town, break it down, thinking of making a new sound. That one, uh, You yeah. Need Me. Yeah. And that's really quite complex and lyrical, and the the speed and the the meta the meter of the song. It's yeah. It's really quite. It's intricate and really interesting. But is that um, the one with the video that where he's doing like sign language for the lyrics? Yeah, well, there's a there's a, yeah. a young lad who does the sign language. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's a, actually we could cover that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember liking that when it came out. Yeah, but, but I think recently that like you're saying, I think he's probably, and it could also be the producers as well, the people who are behind the scenes and um, say, well, that, that's a pop single and all the rest of it. So maybe it's it's hard to tell whether the music industry, once you become so popular, then you can get directed by the, the record companies 
because they go, that's what's going to be making the money because that's what's trending according to the analytics. Yeah, it's that weird like catch-22 of the, the bigger you get, the more people are going to hate you sort of thing. You seem to have some sort of like, because you like making the videos and do you see yourself kind of delving into acting or a bit more like on stage comedy, maybe a bit of stand-up as, as, as alongside the rapping? Yeah, I've been involved in the, the Newcastle improv scene uh, for a couple of years now. So I've done quite a few sort of on stage comedy improv shows and I absolutely love it. So yeah, I've always kind of wanted to do that kind of thing. I've always been into acting. I've always been in my own videos and playing my own characters. Uh, I've always, yeah, I've always had an interest in being on camera as well as the sort of behind the scenes process of it as well. So who are your favorite uh, comedians then? Ooh, I'm a big fan of, uh, it's a lot of the musical ones actually, funnily enough. Uh, Bo Burdham, Tim Minchin, Bill Bailey. I love Ross Noble's style. I love that he just can get on stage and, and just talk about anything for two hours. No sort of written material. Uh, and that's his show. I, I saw him live a couple of years ago. And it's quite cool being there thinking like, oh, no one else is going to actually see this show because he's, you know, he's just chatting to the audience, basically. Uh, so a big fan of him. Yeah. yeah. I saw Ross Noble before he was famous. I saw him um, doing, st- uh, it wasn't an open mic, but it was when his career was just beginning at the Comedy Club in Newcastle, what it was called now, something like the Comedy Club. Um, and it was it was brilliant. And I was quite drunk. I was only probably about 20 years old at the time. It was before I moved across to Carlisle. And he went, is there any gay people in the audience? And I was like, yeah, me, <laughs> And he went, I thought you looked like an extra from Queer as Folk. <laughs> and I was oh, like, nice. oh, okay, I'll give yeah. you that. It's funny. <laughs> I was wearing, oh, awesome. I, yeah, I was wearing like a vest at the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't help yourself. <laughs> no, not much. Uh, I still don't really. When you take, part and more workshops to, to progress your craft in a sense because i think it takes a lot of effort around comedy stuff about not just the kind of the writing of an idea in the script and how you put that stuff together but the influence of other people and what they've come before you is really important and kind of finding that sharpening your craft skills yeah absolutely i mean uh i mentioned the improv it's, it's, that's that came from just starting randomly doing a workshop with uh, the Suggestibles over here in Newcastle, um, who are fantastic. Bev and Ian, uh, shout out. <laughs> um, They're really good. I saw the Yeah, the, the, brilliant. Yeah, great. Um, so I've been, I was attending their classes uh, for a couple of years and they've obviously moved to, it's online, like Zoom sort of classes now. Uh, and I think they've adapted really well to the the new format of online because it it's quite a bit difficult, a bit more difficult when you're over zoom and there's a bit of a delay and people's wi-fi issues and things like that it's obviously a very different vibe to when you're on stage there's a definite feeling thing as an artist of any sort which you can't get unless you're with the audience i mean it's all well and good having zoom gigs of all sorts but we feel something and especially when it comes to improv it's such an it's really difficult thing to gauge through this medium there's a lack of audience which has definitely kind of been evident and i'm very much i I like the the whole appeal of it to me is that people are laughing at what i'm saying on on a stage and so it is a lot more difficult on zoom when if people have got people have to have the mics muted otherwise you just it gets delayed and you know when people interrupt each other on zoom and it it, the sound goes in and out and stuff so it's it's definitely more difficult in that sense you have to kind of just just hope (laughs) that people uh are liking what you're doing i guess yeah Oh, I've just sort of a great collaboration. My comedy character 
Harold, Harold Donald yeah. Foreman, and Dougie J. They could, they, yeah. we, we could have like a rap battle. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'm always, fun. I'm always up for like just collabing. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that'd be great. So that, that'll, that's the new. There might be sexy lizards project. So keep a look out for that. That's what we're doing next. Yeah, keep so, an eye out. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you and find out about your music, uh, where can they find out? Party of Two Productions is my YouTube channel. That's where you can get all the videos. There's music videos, songs, uh, and also just gen- general comedy sketches, things like that. Uh, and then Dougie J on Spotify. And... Are, you, are you TikToking with the youth? I'm not TikToking, no. I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> for TikTok yet. It's a scary world. I just, I've just signed up I and know. it's really weird. It's, it seems to be quite easy to get big on there at the minute. Mm. But, um, so maybe maybe one day we'll, I'll brave. You're on YouTube and Spotify under Dougie J. Under Dougie J. Uh, SoundCloud to Dougie J. Uh, and if you, uh, there's a Facebook page, I think, Dougie J. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Sorta Famous. S-O-R-T-A Famous. I don't tweet very much, but if you want to follow me there, you can. Well, thank you. It's been wonderful having you as a guest. And so, yeah, as thank a, you so much. It's been, been great fun. And um, I'm looking forward to our next collaboration with They Might Be Sexy Lizards. They Might Be Sexy Lizards will be back. Ladies and gentlemen, people. give it up for Matt Miller. Woo! Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mate. Take care. Bye. You too. Cheers. Bye. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Stu is back with a... Bre- ah, it's only me again. Thank you very much for listening to the show. I've been your host, Stu Simpson, and thank you to Matt Mellor for being a marvellous guest. We will see you again in episode 8, where we'll be talking about comic books with a man called Dan White.